Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio, and whether you are on the road, you've fallen off the road, maybe you're weary of being on the road, or maybe you need to get back on the road to restoration, I know that this podcast is going to inspire your heart to get back to the place where you need to be. All of us are in some form of restoration, and today I'm excited to have a great guest who I believe is going to inspire you. His name is Bryce Manderfield. He's the lead. Uh, he's the leader of Soluciones Movimiento. It's a movement of young adults throughout Latin America, now in the U.S., that really is raising up next-gen leaders so that the next-gen leader can be strong, healthy, raising up young pastors, young leaders, so I'm excited that he's part of the podcast. Bryce, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Pastor Sergio. This is just awesome. Thank you for having me on. I normally like to begin with the verse of scripture that launches us into our talk. Today, I want to read from Romans chapter 5, verse 17, from the Message Translation. The Bible says, uh, from the Message Translation, Can you imagine the breathtaking recovery life makes, sovereign life? in those who grasp with both hands this wildly extravagant life gift, this grand setting everything right, the one man, Jesus, who provides it all. Bryce, explain this scripture to us because I believe people really can experience the breathtaking recovery that Jesus brings. Yeah, I, I love that verse. I love how it talks about breathtaking recovery. Mm. Like what a word. Like, you know, it's 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 almost as especially this season, we've been in such a season where where we've had the winds knocked out of our sails. I mean, it's it's just uh, astounding. We're in know. a different world. We're in a different world. How we, have things we, changed? You work with thousands of pastors throughout Latin America, throughout the United States. What has changed, Bryce, in your opinion, in the heart of pastors, in the heart of leaders, in the church in general? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's definitely been not an interruption, but an, an, an actual disruption. Um, it's, Ooh, okay, it's, hold it. Not an interruption, right. but a disruption. Yeah, I think one but of they're the, very, they're distinct. They're different. Right. I think one of the greatest mistakes is think is just an interruption. If I'm in a meeting and my daughter comes in, she interrupts the meeting, but the meeting continues and goes on after, after a minute. Like this is not what's happening. This has been a disruption. The The world has lived a disruption and the world is never going to be the same again. So I think that, um, you know, it's that whole principle of, you know, as leaders, we need to learn, unlearn and relearn. I feel that, you know, deconstruction is sometimes just as important as construction. And it's almost we're in the season of, you know, when Matthew talks about the wise and the foolish builder, and I feel like there's this rebuilding that's happening again. There's this foundation and we're really, we're learning. You know, you just look at the world today and how innovation has been absolutely accelerated. I think it's wild how, um, you know, one of the trends we're seeing is it's wild how people are gathering in small groups. Mm. It almost seems that small is the future. You know, as, uh, as a friend said, as micro is the new mega, Yeah. you know, and everything has gone, you know, from the big mega malls and, and big mega everything to now Amazon and the different kind of stuff. Um, I think it's amazing how people aren't resistant to change anymore. I think that was absolutely. I think you're right. 
yeah, people aren't resistant. People are open. We have an, a window of opportunity. Uh, I think a lot of people are being involved, honestly, especially in the church world. I think people are valuing community. I, fe- I felt like community, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, was taken away from us in yes. a certain way. And people are dying to just connect. Like we can't live without other human beings and just the value of community at large. So many changes. Um, because the mask really that we're all asked to wear, you know, symbolically speaking, the mask, yes, it covers our mouth and our nose. But sometimes I've seen now that the mask has even caused people to cover up their emotions. Right. To cover up themselves as people. And now where people are asked to take off their mask, you could take off your mask now in more public places. It's happening that I'm, I'm noticing that people are like, how do I, how do I come out again? How do I <laughs> reveal who I am again? And I think that in this season of restoration, that there are some principles that we're going to have to embrace if we're going to see true restoration. One of the things that I see that has to begin with restoration is repentance. Mm. And we have to repent of some things that we did. I personally have had to go through a season of repentance myself as I've had to look back into my life and, wow, I've made some bad choices. I need to repent from some of these things. Mm. And the repentance has caused in my heart a revival of things. Mm. When I've studied the word repentance, it the word re is to go back. Repentance Pent, means the top. That's where you get penthouse. And so the word repentance means to go back to the top. It means to go back to where things were, to go back where things were at their prime. And repentance doesn't mean it's not a negative word. It actually is a positive word. It means to get back to your best, to get back to tops, to get back to where things were at their best. And I think in this season of uh, restoration, I think there could be no restoration without genuine, genuine repentance. And I think whether it's a moral fall, whether it's a a business situation, whether it's a relational situation, whether it's a parenting issue, whether it's a leadership issue, let's just ask the question, where do we need to repent? Of what do we need to repent from? And I find that there there cannot be any restoration without first repentance. Bryce, um, as a leader, you've led long enough. where have you had to experience restoration personally in your life? Mm. Yeah, I, I love that question. And you're just even talking about kind of everything that's happening in the world. And I couldn't agree more that we're just seeing in the global pandemic and everything that's happening in politics and the wars and the global economic crisis and transition and the new type of business and the racial divide, the racial divide, like everything that's happening in the world and the loss of trust in things like the news, for example. And it's just like this, the public life, the celebrity life. I think it's the dying down of we're talking about the church world, even like the celebrity church, even in the church world. It's just like everything is coming back to this organic, like, you know what, we're all struggling we all need to be restored this whole thing of public life you know successful public life but just like you know we're, we're the and, and private just hurting life you know and, and kind of this whole deal and to answer your question here's here's what i've seen and, and i'll just say this is kind of my personal story um i think as a church in so many ways um and we've really majored in the spirit and we've minored on the soul and so i think uh, me, in your own personal in, life. in my own personal life yeah. I, I feel like i was raised you know 
prayer life, Bible life, a lot of the whole spiritual aspects. But in regards to my soul, humanity. my humanity, it was always, if you're going to be the leader, you got to be, you got to be popping. Like you got to be that guy and um, anointed, anointed and all the time. It, yeah. I grew up in a, in a very, um, in, in a church with, you know, home groups and cell groups and everything. And so even back then, I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago, the whole, the way I was raised and trained up was, you know, keep your distance, you know, because if they get too close, they might see your weaknesses. They might, you might lose the respect of a leader. And is that not just the furthest image of what the true gospel is, is that the true gospel is not this hierarchy where the leader's on top and everybody's down, but the true gospel, I believe the true model of Christianity is this circle, right? Where Jesus is at the center. It's not a triangle. It's not the Illuminati. It's, this is a circle. Jesus is at the center and we're all around Jesus, like trying to do this thing called life, trying to figure this out, trying to get healed and trying to do this. And I think for me personally, it's been a journey of neglect, not neglecting, but really being healed by certain paradigms that I grew up in paradigms of that. I had to be, you know, better than other people. I had to be, you know, a, a certain type of appearance and, and image and like, you know, someone who had it all together. So being performance driven, performance driven. And to where now I, I feel that the greatest thing for me is just this whole journey of, of being like Jesus. Like when you, when, when I study Jesus in the gospels, like I see Jesus, with the people i see jesus it's, people says pe people were saying they were so in awe by the teachings of jesus he wasn't like the sadducees and the pharisees but and and you can you know we've always heard you can impress from afar but you can truly only impact up close and i know that bishop bronner he, uh, he always used to say something that that i loved that we can impress with our strengths but we can only connect through our weaknesses and what if we were more like jesus where he changed the world through a death and a burial and through his scars and through kind of with what he went through you know i just wonder what what the world would be like in our influence if we would stop trying to appear and we would more begin to try to connect you know john maxwell says everybody communicates but so few connect i wonder if we were just more real more vulnerable about all of our journeys that we're going through that none of us have got this together we all need to be restored i think we'd be able to connect better with people yeah you know when i was in the process and in the journey of restoration i had to be i was taught this and it took a while for my counselor, therapist, mentor, tormentor, whoever you want to call him. <laughs> it right. took me weeks for him to teach me this. He said, Sergio, with high capacity leaders and high output leaders, you're always going to tend to lean on your divinity because that's what gives you the public result. But if all people see is your divinity and you don't, manage your humanity you will end up in secrecy Oof. and he said you will he says and if you're with people who all they know you and appreciate you for is your divinity you're speaking you're leading you're producing mm. but they can't handle your humanity mm. you will always end up in secrecy because you're only as healthy as you are with sharing your secrets mm. So the, the more secrets you have, the less healthier you are. The less secrets you have, the healthier you are. So Sergio, what secrets are you keeping? I'm like, okay, can we just end this session right here? Let's just stop Let me right just here. pay you right now <laughs> and let me leave. 
But because I'm in this restoration process that is being documented, it's a, it's a legitimate process of restoration that has been over a year. And it's this layer upon layer. And when mm -hmm. he told me, he said, Sergio, if you're with anyone who only will celebrate your divinity, but will not also embrace the humanity of Sergio, it doesn't matter. You will run somewhere in secrecy and get that need met. Mm. So Sergio, if you're going to move forward into the future, and he said, this means relationships with pastors, with organizations, in family, in relationships, whether it's in marriage, with your children, with your family members, with your friends, any place where you cannot just be honest about who you are because you have to placate and perform to, to keep that relationship going, it doesn't matter. You are setting yourself up to put a fig leaf on eventually. Mm. Even Adam tried to hide from God mm. and he put on a fig leaf. And Sergio, if Adam tried to hide because he could not be honest about his humanity, you will always hide. Mm. So it's been that journey for me to be vulnerable and lead from vulnerability, not from my strength. Mm. And it's so difficult because people want the strong Sergio, the anointed Sergio, the Sergio who phrases things and speaks and things happen. It, it's like, we want that guy and, and I want that guy too. But the reality is the one that ministers to God first is not that guy. I remember this one moment God told me, Sergio, when you minister to me in private, people will get the overflow in public. Mm. But if you focus more on ministering to people in public and you don't spend the time with me in private, then I'm going to have to stop what you do in public so that I could spend more time with you in private. Mm. Mm. And it's beautiful because it really shows how loving God is. So mm -hmm. let's get to a point where we experience repentance so that we can begin the journey of restoration. Bryce, where have you seen God bring restoration in the church and in leaders as you've journeyed? Mm. I think especially, let's just not go too far, too far out. I mean, I just think these last 12 to 15 months, okay, the pain of of what I feel we all have, have, have gone through in this season of, of personal loss. And I mean, um, just last week I received, you know, two, three different calls of, of pastors. You know, uh, one was that um, they, they had this, you know, mega, you know, basically, you know, their, their company is down. Another one is just going through this whole big divorce thing. Another one that her daughter, his daughter was sexually violated by, you know, someone like actually like, you know, was part, part of even like the church. And I just think of like the, the, you know, the pain and kind of everything that we're living as a church and as pastors and leaders. What is the cause of all this? Is, is it COVID? Right. Well, I just think that COVID and what it's produced and the financial recession, you know, that's, that's happening right now. And, um, I love, I love something that Miles McPherson, um, told us here just this last, just this last week, he mentioned that what COVID has done is that it's, it's really revealed the character of our disciples. 
of, of just uh, even like a, a people at large. And I just think. Can that, I add to it? Yeah. I think it's also revealed the character of us as pastors. Right. Right. I think that's what it is. So it's it's the unveiling of this curtain and we're nobody can hide and we're all we just exposed and we've all we're all just saying, God, I think in this season, I've got this area, I've got this area, I've got this area, I've got this area. And I think here's what I'm seeing, Pastor Sergio. I what what I'm seeing is that I think that for so many years I've known people who are so extremely anointed and so extremely talented and ministerial and everything but but you can be extremely anointed and an absolutely hot mess emotionally yes so it's this whole thing of like this is not enough like like christianity we, we can't go forward with just this spiritual aspect and i know growing up i've, I've just i remember and i recall people who just were the most astounding preachers but then in the green room since i was able to be with them out in the over in the green room it's just people who were you know so prideful and had you know all these different kind of things and and um and honestly almost like so unhappy and so just this whole concept of like man there can be very spiritual people but people who are so extremely unhappy and or so unhealthy like what god wants is this giftedness you know and with you know, this whole other part of, of healing and, and of everything. I think, so I love about this podcast. That's what I love about your life in this whole season of like this message that you're bringing to the world and saying, you know what, this is the unveiling of the curtain. Like, let's all just run to Jesus. Yes. Let's all be restored. Like, let's stop like being, you know, this like over here and this over here. Like, let's all just really enter into this new season uh, of really being healthy leaders. You've been listening to the podcast, The Road to Restoration, and Bryce, on our next podcast, I want to talk about soul care for the leader. And if you're listening, whether you have fallen off the road of restoration, you need to be on the road, or you're just weary of being on the road. It's just been longer than you thought. We want you to know that this podcast is designed for you. Tell a friend, invite them to be part of the conversation. Bryce, thanks so much for joining me. I can't wait to do our next podcast. And thank you for tuning into the broadcast. God bless you.